This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. All right, guys, real quick, i got to tell you about MyBookie because March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big with the nonstop action over at MyBookie. Select the winners from the 63 tournament games in the MyBookie bracket contest for a chance to win $10,000 in cash prizes. 
Doesn't matter though. At this point, your bracket's busted everywhere else. You can still make money over at MyBookie. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code Ravens so they know you got it here. Ravens to secure your deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And make sure it's my promo code Ravens, which tells you you came from film study to get hooked up. Use the code Ravens to bet on college ball, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball is right around the corner. Bet anything, bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Exciting conversation today about the unrestricted free agent safeties in the 2021 class. Uh, joining me today, Vas Loricos uh, from Baltimore Beatdown. Vas, how you doing? I'm good. Great to be back. Thank you. All right. Outstanding. Let's jump right into it because I, I, the first thing in looking over this safety class for the Ravens is one, the Ravens don't have a great opportunity to offer a free agent safety. They have a, they have a strong safety and a free safety are firmly entrenched. And more than that, if you look at the age and productivity of these players, the Ravens have two of the really good young safeties in the league in Chuck Clark, who's be 26 in April. Okay. And Elliot, who will be 24 in April. And they've already signed Chuck Clark to a long-term deal. And he's the unquestioned leader of the defense at this point. And, you know, I'm at a point where I'm ready to pull the trigger on Elliot too a year early. It makes a ton of sense. The Ravens do a great job of finding those late round safeties. Both of these gentlemen were picked in the late rounds. And it's a stark contrast from the years where they were going out and spending a lot of money on free agent veterans that didn't always play out the life of their contract. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the, the Tony Jefferson deal was their one real foray into an, a hugely expensive safety. Rod Woodson was really signed as a cornerback mm-hmm. who moved to safety with the Ravens. But, yeah, they, 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 they had mixed success, obviously, along those lines. And, uh, and that's the kind of thing. I mean, if you, when, you, when you go to the free agent market, you're always kind of taking a risk because you either have an established player who's at the peak of his game, might already be 27, and then you're kind of buying into the downside of that guy's career. Maybe 28, you're buying into the downside. Very rare to find those free agents who are 25, 26 years old and maybe still have a year or two of ascension left and you really get a nice pattern over a four-year deal, say. Definitely. Um, Eric Waddle was a good signing, I thought. Uh, they got a decent value out of Bernard Pollard for a while, but they definitely had a couple misses mixed in there, too. This class is pretty interesting. It's one of the better safety classes, unrestricted free agents, that I can recall. There's quite a few... Uh, coming off, off their right off their rookie deals that have a lot of starting ability. Um, I already have two that are tagged, and I think a couple other players that in a normal year might reset the safety market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And in, in going through this list, there's definitely some four dollar signed players. But take us through your, your kind of your top three guys. Unless you just want to talk, do you want to talk about the expensive guys the Ravens won't get? Do you want to talk about them first? Sure, I think they bear mention just because they may have some impact on who falls through the cracks. There's Marcus Williams out of New Orleans mm-hmm. and John Johnson. Um, from the Rams, who are two players that I think in a normal year could push to reset the market. And obviously, the other two have been tagged at this point, um, Simmons. And there's also... Uh, Marcus May. Yes, Marcus May was tagged. And there's one other name that's escaping me. Malik Hooker, maybe? Not Hooker, Harris, uh, from okay. the Vikings, who's a, who's a 
really good player. And the safety market has lagged behind a lot of other positions. It's mm-hmm. the cheapest position as far as the tag value of any defensive position. Yeah, Harris is 30 years old, so I didn't really have him on my four four uh, dollar sign list here. But he had seven picks in 2019 mm-hmm. before he dropped to zero this last year. I, in, now, if we drop to that next list, because Mully Cooker was a guy I didn't think the, the Ravens would get. Trey Boston, I'd probably put in that same category as established starter, wants to come to, an, to a place where he'll be a starter as opposed to being a dime back. And neither one of these Ravens players is getting pushed out of their starting role. No way, no how. Sure, that's the key a lot. Some of the other players on the list, Deron Harmon, Xavier Woods, they are full-time players. They've been starting. Deron Harmon played more defensive snaps than any player in the league last year. I don't think he's going to now come in. He is a cap casualty. But that's really what the Ravens are looking for, that dime back that's going to help allow them to play more dime, which creates a lot of splash plays and is really, I think, the wave of the future as far as a base defense. Yeah, the Ravens have been doing it their entire history, <laughs> but it's now just become the wave of the future in the NFL. But it's you're, you're right, is that, is that teams have been playing a lot more time these last five years and doing it on early downs. Uh, the Ravens have, have traditionally had it be the, the backbone of their past defense, high leverage downs, and done very well with it. Uh, take us through your top guys who are available who you think might draw Drop into the Ravens' price range. Well, Hooker is really hard to predict. He was a one-year wonder at Ohio State. He did corral seven interceptions. Was drafted in the top fifteen. He has elite range. He has almost Ed Reed range to play single high uh, center fielder. But he's been so banged up throughout his career. Uh, he's a good ball hawk. Seven exceptions in 35 starts, but 35 starts in a four-year career is not very many because he's been so injured with knee and hip and foot. Um, and Indy does play vanilla coverage, so maybe you could, uh, if he can stay healthy, secure some more interceptions out of him. I think he's a low-risk, potentially extremely high reward if the price is right. Right. He's, and I think that's the key point is there. He only becomes low risk if, he, if there's really nobody who wants him. And the things that scare you away from Malik Cooker, he only played two games last year. After that, there's not a lot to dislike about the guy. He's a very, very good at most aspects of being a safety. He's a pretty good tackler. Um, they don't ever use him to rush the passer, which is a good indication that he's a hell of a coverage guy. That, that right there is one of the first indications I look for. Is this guy a true free safety ball hawk or was he somehow pushed into that? And Millie Cooker is not an unknown name. So we know based on him being a number one pick uh, at Ohio State a few years ago that he was that. But uh, but definitely a guy who's uh, uh, who's of a size that you would question whether or not he'd play strong safety or not. Yes, the, one of those proverbial free safeties. There's, there's only probably about a dozen guys in the league that have that kind of range. <laughs> Who knows what his market's going to be? It's so hard to predict. We still don't know what the salary cap is and, and who's going to be bidding on what players and where any of these players are. are is there going to be 20% of the league is going to take minimum deals? Or, you know, it's hard to predict. He could, I think the Ravens want to be probably below 2 million if they do end up signing a UFA safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I agree. I think that's the that's the spot. Um, given that Hooker is coming from the Colts, a team who has a lot of cap room, is there any real hope he'll hit the open market at all? And and if so, wouldn't a team like the Colts be in a position to at least bid the bid the thing up if they think Hooker's value is four million or that's what he's worth to them? Wouldn't they? 
you know, kind of Ozzie Newsom this situation and tell Hooker to go to the market and define his own value and then maybe come back and match that and keep him in Indianapolis. Sure, that makes sense. And you could see him maybe going to another team like the Jacksonville that has a lot of space that can take a flyer on a guy like him more easily than a team like the Ravens who do have uh, cap consideration, cap concerns. All right, who's your next guy? Next guy is LaMarcus Joyner. He is a cap casualty, so he would have some some value with the compensatory draft formula. He just signed a big money deal with the Raiders last year, and they are cleaning house, apparently, making moves. I think five or six players have already released or traded. He's a small stature player, but he plays like a dog. He was kind of the linchpin of the Florida State National Championship defense. Uh, his last year in college, he actually pushed Jalen Ramsey to safety. He was maybe miscast as a slot corner last season. His best season was with the Rams in 17. He had nine pass defensed. He's a strong run defender. He does, I think, bring some slot value. And I think maybe that versatility to also moonlight as a backup slot behind Tavon Young right. is if you're going to sign, I think, a safety, you want him to be able to help out in the dime and, and back up there. Yeah, that, that I agree. That's exactly the value that Joyner brings. He's not a young guy. He's 31 or will be by the time the season starts. Actually, he'll be 31 in November. Uh, a lot of people may remember him from Hard Knocks a few years ago when the Rams were on it with Jeff Fisher. And I believe LaMarcus Joyner kind of was quitting during camp and or, or distraught about what his role was on the team. And Fisher was, you know, he thought he was a great nickel and he just wanted to make sure he knew exactly that. You know, that's the role we want you for. Um, it, it's an interesting thing. So it may have a, a little bit of a, um, uh, you know, you, you, things change over time, but he may have a little bit of a, uh, uh, un, what, is the, what is the word I'm looking for? Attitude? Uh, yeah, it's not, I'm not, I don't think his attitude is bad. I think he's, he's a lack of confidence. Okay. Is what I would have called from what happened, uh, but if it's it, that's the that's the thing. I I, we, we, I don't want to compare this to, to other situations, but but he's a uh, you know certainly a player who's I think proven his worth in the NFL. I do worry that he might be in decline. I I, I agree with that. I think. Potentially, the fact that he was paid last year, maybe he'll do a prove it deal, and mm -hmm. maybe he'll reap a little bit of value there. Yeah, and that's then that makes sense. And if if you if you get that guy, uh, and, and he could be your backup slot, a backup safety, and also he wouldn't. I, I don't think he'd be the, the guy in the box for a dime roll, but he'd allow Elliott to move up to the box or Clark to move up to the box for the dime roll and play half of the back end. Uh, you know, then you really have something that could be exciting. Yeah, I think if you can keep Clark in the box, it helps communication and you play split high. You can play split high with Elliott and whoever this other safety is. That's probably your best for all aspects. And I think Clark's probably the best matching up with tight ends, which was an area where the Ravens regressed a little bit after being the best team in the league against tight ends in 19 because they couldn't yep. play as much time. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Do you have another guy that's kind of near the top of your list? Uh, the other guys are more uh, more kind of flyers. So, you, would you like to? We uh... just alternate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one guy on my list that that I think it, it's a matter of price would be Jaquiski Tart. 
Um, you know, he, at his age, he's 29. So you're not, definitely not getting a young guy, but then maybe you're also being able to get a guy who will give you that combination of dime back play, a good special teams role, maybe even grows into being one of your top special teamers in time. Um, he may not want that at his point in his career. I'm sure he's going to want a regular free safety or strong safety role, but he definitely would give you better coverage than an inside linebacker. And one of the things I like about Tart as opposed to other players is I think you're going to do better if you keep both of the Ravens' safeties, the young safeties, both of whom are capable of playing that dime back role. I think it's better if you keep both of them out of the box. And you know, then you then you put a tart there, or you know, just like they had a Levine there at one time. And if he can do the job, you're taking less franchise risk by having those guys up front. Makes sense. Tart is more of the box safety, more of a strong safety, bigger body, almost like a, a undersized linebacker. That's the way he mm-hmm. plays, at least when I've seen him with the Niners. Um, so, yeah, that, that'd be a good option. The price is right. Who's your next guy? Okay, so I'm going to go with Cameron Sutton, maybe a little bit under the radar. A former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. He was a third-round draft pick out of Tennessee. He struggled, I guess, a little bit to find his role, and he played a good bit of slot corner and then lost the job to Mike Hilton and had some injuries. He's 26 years old. He was able to play 53% of their defensive snaps and 41% of their special team's snaps last year he has good versatility um, he does have experience playing as a dimeback and a deep safety i think he could be should be inexpensive and he might be someone that can kind of be that diamond in the rough Corey graham type uh, potentially yeah to me uh, first of all if you if you go to the steelers boards they absolutely love cameron sutton so it would surprise me slightly if the Steelers let him get away. And he probably, you know, if, if when you have a chance to play around so many defensive playmakers like that Pittsburgh defense has, not that Baltimore doesn't have some of that, but uh, he, he, might, he might be unlikely to leave there if he has a choice. Of course, their weaknesses is a lot of it is in the secondary, although they do have established starters certainly in the back end in Minka. But – to me, he, he exactly fits the dime role in terms of not being the greatest tackler. He had you know a significant number of missed tackles this last season. It's not a total huge denominator he was working with, but it was enough to make me worried anyway about him about him there. But I think he does give you you know a, a, something that's much better than a linebacker in terms of the coverage skills that would enter the game on third down. So it makes a lot of sense in the sub package. I just don't think Pittsburgh's going to let him get away. It depends how much more uh, cap space they can create. I believe Hilton is also unrestricted, and I. Th- think they would probably prefer to keep Hilton. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. They, they do have a lot of questions coming up. Unfortunately, it is a little bit off topic. We're, we're uh, March 9th, and I want to put a date stamp on each of these, and I end up putting it in the middle of the episode because I forget. But Ben Roethlisberger just got extended this week, of course, creating a lot of cap room for the Steelers. So it was, a, it was kind of the double whammy of he took about an $8 million pay cut, and then he spread his 2021 salary over five years, which is effectively – Basically, they're deferring all of it until next year when they're going to they're going to let him go and he'll they'll finish his career this year. But 
that was a big heartbreaker to me. Obviously, it was a very good deal for the Steelers from my perspective. Yeah, to actually take a legitimate pay cut and not just defer it um, does help them out for sure. But these void years, they're, they're not magical. You still have to pay. You still have to pay it accelerated. You just spread it out and kick, kick it down another, kick the can down the road another year or two is really all it does. There you go. There you go. Okay, is it my turn here or is it yours? It's your turn. All right. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's List of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Do your part to reduce waste and recycle right. Many of us are ordering more items, such as food and other goods, delivered to our homes. More packages means more waste. Consolidate smaller orders into one larger order to reduce waste. When shopping in person, bring a reusable bag. Recycle right by keeping plastic bags, foam containers, rechargeable batteries, and garden hoses out of your recycling bin. Learn more at GoRecycle.org. Brought to you by Montgomery County, the City of Alexandria, and Fairfax County. Um, who do I like among guys that are not too darn old? Uh, Carl Joseph uh, was burned a fair number of times last year. He was good before that. And he, he obviously built up a fairly good reputation in, I think it was for Oakland. And mm-hmm. then he played his last year with Cincinnati, was it? Who did he play last year? I believe Cincinnati, yes. Okay. And uh, he is a player that I think could do the job. I just think he's at a, at a point in his career where he's going to want to start somewhere. And that's going to be number one. It, it would really he would be coming to the Ravens like a tail between his legs if he were to to, to uh, agree to a contract here and and he's a vet min guy. Uh, I just I just don't likely see that happening. Even though he certainly did not have a great year for Cleveland last year. He was a very well respected player at one point. I believe first round pick out of West Virginia, and he would fit that role pretty well. He's he's physical. He, he's a good, pretty good tackler. Not the best in coverage. Um, again, it, it, now that we're talking here, I'm noticing that there's maybe even more safeties available that I that I considered that I realized, and it's supposed to be a pretty good safety class in the draft. So we never know. I think really you just want to be patient and wait and. Maybe not even the second wave. Maybe the third wave is where you find that that real cheap guy. Yeah, then you're certainly after the draft, and you're you're past any kind of compensatory pick uh, uh, conversations. And th- this goes without saying, I think, to people who really know. But we have a, a wide variety of people who listen to the show, and if you sign a free agent, a free agent safety, and you end up paying him four or five million dollars, you might end up giving away a third or a fourth round draft pick that you otherwise would have had. So you can't do that. You just it's it, it basically precludes such deal. It's almost like the league has has um, uh, what's the thing tendered this player with a fourth round pick, and you're going to lose that if you, if you go ahead and sign him. So it's it's just it doesn't it doesn't behoove the Ravens to go after a guy prior to that uh, uh, compensatory pick date when they no longer uh, when free agents no longer count against it. Especially with two entrenched ascending starters and Elliot's not under contract yet. You don't want to send the wrong message there. And they have other needs. They don't need a, a, a well-paid third safety. Right. All right. I think your turn. Um, 
Sure. Uh, Jalen Mills. This gentleman, again, depends on the price. Converted corner started 15 games for Philly last year. So he could easily decide to to search out a starting job. But but maybe um, that, that job is not out for him. Maybe potentially because he missed 11% of his tackles last season. Although he did allow a career low 82 passer rating into his coverage. He is more of the free safety type. Um, although they listed him as a strong safety, he does have 40 pass breakups and 48 starts, mostly a corner. Uh, a, a decent player out of LSU potentially could be had for that below $2 million range. Yeah, he'll be 27 next month. So he's older than either of the, guy, the guys the Ravens have, including Clark, who's you know he's th- entering his third year on the new deal. Um, it's it's amazing that a player like that is is one of the better players, but but you know he is probably one of the relatively inexpensive options the Ravens might get. Uh, he could find a starting role, but I think it's more likely he's in that NFL's middle class and and he'll end up signing for a little bit more than the league minimum for one year would be where I guess he ends up. Uh, and and he is a he'd be a reasonable possibility. They need to convert him. To being a dime back, he's got the decent size to play there. Cover tight ends at six feet one ninety one, uh, but but he needs to be somebody who can who can play in the box on passing downs, which means you can give up a little bit of run defense there. But you really need him to be able to cover better than a linebacker. Yes, and and that's really what it's about. Do you are you willing to sacrifice a little bit of run stopping ability for a little bit better coverage ability? In, in this day and age with the proliferation of the passing, I think more often than not, 40% of the time, at least in 2019, the Ravens were willing to do that. All right. So you came up with Daniel Mills. I, I, I'll come up with a guy I want to stay away from, and that's Daniel Sorensen. Definitely has played well. We saw him flash in the postseason and, and looked good in terms of having a nose for the football, both fumble recoveries, forced fumbles, you know, being kind of a scavenger on some interceptions. Um, but he's a guy who is not a good tackler for starters. And while I'm, I'm, okay with that if the guy's going to be a pure dime safety he's still got to be able to tackle receivers short of the sticks so you can't be that kind of lousy tackle you can be not the biggest body for run defense that's fine but you could you, you have to be a good tackler of receivers and coming downhill on the guys you need to take down short of the line um certainly Sorenson, he is. He's kind of a, a hit or miss kind of player he gets burned he was burned in coverage quite a few times Really, the whole objective behind this exercise is to to take away that that outlet, that um, that hot read that the quarterback has, because it, at least the way things are trending, it looks like they may not have the Ravens may not have as great of a pass rush as they had last year, and if they can eliminate that potential vulnerability in the intermediate middle of the field where most, I think they have the most uh, chance of completing the pass. Um, that's, that's, that would be the idea behind paying anybody instead of drafting a third safety. Right. Okay. Your turn. Um, so I'm going to go with Demarius Randall, hmm. former first round pick 
from the Packers was a corner, converted to safety for Cleveland, was a two-year starter for them at safety, um, played pretty well there, not great, went to Seattle last year, barely saw the field. He was not targeted in coverage once the entire season. Uh, Pete Carroll in Seattle runs more base than any other team last I looked. He keeps three linebackers on the field. That's kind of their scheme. But still, not to see a pass at all um, really means to me he. this is a non-guaranteed veteran minimum contract, camp tryout type of body. Um, but he does have some experience and some potential, so I think they could do worse. All right. I, that's certainly an option there. Uh, one thing we I don't think we've really talked about too much is when you're going after a dime back, the Ravens' formula in the past has always been, since they've been so successful with it, it's hard not to keep wanting this to be the way, is that they get a player who makes a significant core special teams contribution. And you know, obviously would be one of their important special teams players and also can make a contribution on defense or a contribution on offense if that's the side of the ball the, the player's on. The Ravens have not had a lot of tolerance for keeping pure special teams players. Like players who that's all they do. Justin Bethel was around for a little bit, really never played anywhere else for the Ravens. Uh, but then he got cut before they before they sacrificed a compensatory pick for him. Uh, if they if they go out and get a player, I think a lot of what hinges on what make a good dime back for the Ravens that they might actually go out and spend a million and a half on, say, at the top end, or maybe two million, is going to be that this guy can also be a good special teams player. Sure. Chad Williams comes to mind. One of uh, yes. players I enjoyed watching as a, when I was younger, um, special teams and dime back and, and make plays. Um, yep. So that's, that's what I had for Randall. Um, it's the, the pickings are starting to get a little slim. Mm-hmm. I, I, I how, what do you feel about Tashawn Gibson uh, at 31? Obviously he's going to want to start wherever he goes and he is coming off a pretty good year. Um, do you think there might be some teams scared by his age in terms of a long-term deal? I could see that. I could see that. His best days were with Jacksonville, I think two stops ago, if I remember correctly, um, when he when his career. It's, it, it looks to be there's probably maybe four, five, six plug-and-play safeties in the draft. Um then again, more teams are playing dime. I think New England played dime on a majority of steps for the first quarter of the season last year. So there's there's potentially a need for that may eventually become considered a starting position like the, like a nickelback is now. Yeah, it could be. I mean, the the Ravens last year, we've said this a few times on the show here, but they dropped from 41% dime, which was the highest in franchise history in 2019, to less than 16% dime in 2020. And they just did not have a third safety they trusted to be on the field. And they decided to go with this proxy safety situation with Chris Board. And I can only say that the fairest thing I can say without you know bashing Board is that it didn't work. Um, but, but the main characteristic that Board was missing that I want to see in a dime safety is the ability to understand what's going on behind you. Linebackers, I've been reminded often that that's a characteristic that comes later to linebackers and you have to be patient with a guy like board. Well, I I'd say safeties typically understand it pretty quickly. They have to read the quarterback. They had to get getting passing lanes. They have to do those things that allow them to make plays on the football in level two before it gets to level three. 
or even to the seam between level two and three. And it's just, it's a big difference. The Ravens having, having a linebacker was the biggest single change about that defense in 2020. And it wasn't a good one. No, it wasn't. I thought this was interesting. If I can uh, throw a quick stat in here, the Ravens total DVOA on defense uh, last season, 2020 fell from fifth in 2019 to ninth in DVOA, despite an improvement against the run from 21st all the way up to 12th. So quite an improvement. And I think the lack of the third safety, Earl Thomas forces way off the roster. And I think it's just, it's very effective. You made this point two, three years ago. I remember reading your articles about Dime when, when Dean Pease was reluctant yeah. to use it. And I don't know if you have statistics on what percentage of interceptions and what percentage of sacks come when the dime personnel is on the field, but I believe it's probably the very most effective personnel package. Yeah, you, you get many more uh, turnovers in dime, and that's not all a function of the dime, by the way. So I, you, you need to be careful about that because on third down, the the offense is willing to do more to, right. to trade risk of a first down for risk of a turnover or chance of a first down for risk of a turnover, let's put it that way. So uh, you, you do have more turnovers on that. So I understand that why that would be true, but it's uh, uh, it, it's still the dime defense has just been so effective for the Ravens, and they've been so consistently outstanding in terms of getting other teams off the field. You'd hate to see a step back in that. They have all the other tools right now to be even better at getting the opponent off the field on third down in terms of having great secondary, a pass rush that's effective, at keeping quarterbacks from holding onto the football. Uh, it, they should be better than they are. And the one thing that's really holding them back is, is not having that dime guy. Sure. Sure. Um, it, it's uh, not dime. I think is the most important reason. I don't necessarily think the Ravens should usually they carry five or six safeties right now. They only have four on the depth chart, including Jordan Richards and Nigel warrior, who was a UDFA who I was pretty high on coming out last mm-hmm. season, did not see the field at all, but they could potentially add one veteran and draft a player. There is some space there. That's probably the position that uh, John Harbaugh's special teams units lean on. They do often, if they are going to carry a special teams only player, oftentimes it is the safety. Yeah, it's, it's true. And, and Richards and Bethel certainly fell into that category. Richards uh, had played a fair amount of safety in Atlanta before he came here. So it wouldn't have been uh, completely unexpected that he'd have moved in and been a guy on the field, although not necessarily in the in that dime back role, but would have been a guy on the field in the dime defense, which would have allowed either Clark or Elliott to move up. But they didn't they didn't try that. And they did try it with Gilchrist, of course. They, they obviously didn't feel that worked out because they got rid of him pretty quickly. Um, but they never, they never found another street guy who was good enough to play dime. And, you know, Mike, I, I, it just it shocked the hell out of me that they went through the rest of 2020 and said Chris Board is good enough. Sure. And, and uh, one injury, Deshaun Elliott has had a couple injuries on his, his career. That would have been devastating. They did sign Curse towards the end of the year. I, I, I think with the high leverage situation of the, of the postseason, they didn't want to have someone that wasn't totally familiar with the playbook at that point. Maybe if he came on earlier in the year, he would have saw more time. Yeah, playing without a net. And that's, that's what they were doing for most of that year with, uh, with those two guys. Very, very fortunate to have them both <laughs> make it through the season like that. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about before we we call it here? We pretty much covered it, unless you had somebody else. Well, uh, Sean Williams at age thirty. Any any excitement in terms of getting him uh, as a on, a on a low dollar contract? Wouldn't be opposed to it. Wouldn't be opposed to it. He's a, a, a 
good tackler for what I remember it's days in Cincinnati. Um, he was considered a, a really strong player at one point. He, he received a good sized contract. Yeah. It's uh, uh, a, a guy I do like. He was a ball hawk a few years ago. It'd be nice to have some additional people in the middle of the field and dying back, of course, is a role where that's, that's good. Who are, who are vultures? who mm-hmm. find the football automatically when it gets tipped by a lineman who, uh, you know, just are in position to do that. But uh, uh, anyway, he'd be, he'd be that sort of player, but I don't think you pay a lot of money for him, but we'd see. Hey, Voss, always a pleasure to have you on the show and to talk football with you. Just uh, a, a pleasure every time. Uh, tell folks where you can read your work and what you got going on right now. So uh, I am a writer editor for Baltimore Beatdown, SB Nation blog. My Twitter handle is at Vasilis Beatdown. We are in the midst of the all season. The news is coming hot and heavy today with some press conferences. And it's an exciting time to be a Ravens fan. Looking forward to free agency. And you can check out our work at the website. Great conference from EDC today, by the way, wasn't it? In terms of, of making you feel good about a guy who understands how to build a franchise properly. Not that we didn't believe it already, but to hear, to hear his comments today, I was very impressed. Absolutely. I think he's, he, I say, said it before, he took Ozzy's foundation and put a slightly modern, more modernized, analytical-driven twist. Very, very comfortable to be in Eric DaCosta's hands. All right, uh, folks, we have we have more of these UFA shows coming up and uh, they'll be coming out at about a one every day or two uh, set. And then we'll, we'll have the draft after that for the draft. Foss, I think we have you on for one of the sh- one of the shows for the draft, right? You're doing tight end. Tight ends. Tight ends. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it here, too. Uh, Voss, thanks again for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture, and when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space, just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.